Whether you're an entrepreneur, event planner, political organizer, video producer, cattle farmer, fashion designer, architect, real estate agent, or magazine editor, Airtable can help you create your way. Learn more and get a special offer for the Founders Project listeners at Airtable.com slash Founders Project. To be, to your point, an anti-poverty software company, but I don't think we're so naive as to believe that, you know, there's going to be a reality where poverty doesn't exist in the United States. The version of the world that we are trying to create um, is one where poverty is not sticky, where people who experience financial shocks and financial problems can get back on their feet much faster. That is incredible, Jimmy. I love that. I actually got some goosebumps. That's a pretty big vision. Hi, everybody. I'm Alexa Von Tobel, and I'm your host for Inc.'s The Founders Project. So what's The Founders Project? Well, it is a podcast where we take the absolute best founders, innovators, and inventive minds in the country, and we learn more about them. What makes them tick? How do they get out of bed in the morning? What is driving their everyday success and keeping them motivated through their failures? This week, you're going to meet Jimmy Chen, the founder and CEO of Propel, a company building software for low-income Americans who are often overlooked by traditional tech and innovation. As you can imagine, as the founder of LearnVest, this is a topic that is incredibly close to my heart. And Jimmy is a really special founder. He has an impressive resume. He has a degree from Stanford in Symbolic Systems and worked as a product manager at both Facebook and LinkedIn and completed a fellowship at Blue Ridge Labs, a group to leverage technology to address income inequality here in New York. I've come to know Jimmy, one, as an admirer and then as an investor through Inspired Capital. And I'm simply thrilled to have him here today because I believe Jimmy is a really unique founder. Welcome, Jimmy. Well, thank you so much for having me here. Ah, this is awesome. So, Jimmy, I want to dive in. Um, for people who have not heard about what Propel is, let's just really um, start there. Propel is working to disrupt a field that's been largely untapped by technology. Give us your overview of what Propel is. Sure. So Propel is a software company that builds modern and respectful tech to help low-income Americans to get back on their feet. Our focus is a free smartphone app that is for people who get food stamp benefits. So there are 40 million Americans who get food stamp benefits right now, and they get their benefits on an EBT card. We build the companion app for that EBT card called Fresh EBT, and it has the goal of sort of helping those folks to improve their overall financial health so that they can have a financial recovery and to get back on their feet. Jimmy, for the people who are listening, you know, people may or may not have a really clear sense of like how food stamps work. Can you give people just a sense of how food stamps work for Americans who are juggling that? Absolutely. So 40 million Americans currently receive food stamp benefits and they qualify based on their income and their household size. As one example, if you are a family of four, the amount of income that you can have is about $27,000. And if you make less than that, then you might qualify for the food stamp program. The vast majority of people who receive food stamp benefits in the United States are families and children. So about two thirds of food stamp recipients in the United States are either children or elderly or disabled. And the average person who receives food stamps actually is a household. So very few people who receive uh, these types of benefits are filing as kind of single individuals. The way the benefit works is that it's a distribution from the government that arrives on a debit card called an EBT card. And you would receive these benefits once a month. The average benefit is about $250 per month. And those funds have to be spent at grocery stores on unprepared food. 
Wow. Um, I just think it's so helpful for, again, for people who may not have a clear grasp. So this is families. It's mostly kids. It's elderly. It's people who have challenges of some kind, disabilities. Um, and it's about $250 that you have to spend at a grocery store on unprepared food so that you can truly feed your family. So this really matters is the punchline. Jimmy, can you give me a sense of like, what was the aha moment for Propel? Uh, and, you know, knowing that Propel is a platform that's trying to help people who are currently living on food stamps and benefits, um, get better technology and better financial services, and you have a big vision. Uh, I want to hear all about that vision, but I really want to first just start with what was the aha moment when you were like, there should be a better solution. There should be better technology for this huge portion of America. What was it? You know, there are actually two for us. Um, After I left Facebook in the summer of 2014, I joined this program called Blue Ridge Labs, which, as you mentioned, is a tech accelerator program to help entrepreneurs build new things that fight poverty in some way. And during that summer, I spent a lot of time at the food stamp office in Brooklyn learning more about what it was like to apply for and be on food stamps. And the first thing you notice when you walk in the food stamp office is that there are lines of hundreds of people and they're waiting to see a human caseworker and fill out a paper form. And the majority of them are passing the time and have a smartphone in their hand. So in a single snapshot, there's sort of this like clear opportunity of here are folks for whom hardware is not the problem. They've got smartphones. They know how to use them. The problem is that the services that they really need to really meaningfully improve their lives aren't available on their smartphones. And so that just seemed like such a missed opportunity. That was really the premise behind which I started Propel was can we take the playbook of Silicon Valley? There are companies like Facebook that know how to build consumer software at scale. And how do we take those best practices and apply them to problems that are frankly more important? Problems like how does a low-income family put food on the table? So that was sort of the original founding thesis behind building a software company that serves people who get food stamp benefits. The second one was more specific to the kind of product that we build and the pain point that we honed in on, which was to continue this theme of kind of talking to people to learn more about their challenges and problems. That took me to a grocery store where we were talking to people about how they spend their food stamp benefits. And we spoke to this woman who told us that the first thing that she does every time she goes grocery shopping is she pulls out her EBT card and calls the phone number on the back of the card so she can check her balance. And we asked her to call that phone number for us. Um, She typed in the phone number on her Android phone. And before the automated voice prompt started talking, she pressed a one and then typed in her entire card number purely from memory. And told us that she was able to do that because this is how she knows how much money she can spend on food. And that if she overspends her balance, that her transaction is turned down at the point of sale. And it's a super embarrassing experience where the entire checkout line kind of sighs at you and says, oh, you're the lady who's on food stamps. And so she's got to call this phone number all the time so she can know how much she has left on the card. These topics matter a lot to me, and I care a lot about what Propel's building. Um, and I think one of the things that makes Propel so interesting, Jimmy, is it really is this intersection of being a for-profit business that has a huge growth opportunity ahead of it, and then also the fact that you're doing truly a social good. Um, and as the government was shut down in January, and uh, you know, I know Propel saw a tremendous surge. Talk a little bit about just how you feel about that, that intersection of the fact that you're a for-profit business that is really creating this new platform for Americans. The example you just gave like deeply resonates with anybody to say, wow, if you can make that woman's life, that mother's life so much better, avoid the embarrassment, give her better tools. She already has the phone in her hand. Um, that's pretty powerful. 
Uh, talk to me just how do you feel about that? And you don't feel like those need to be at odds. Explain. Yeah, I think that's maybe one of the most uh, unusual or controversial things about what we're doing at Propel is that we're trying to solve some of the problems that I laid out as a for-profit software company that has venture investors. And I think, you know, the types of challenges and the types of, of folks that we're trying to help are ones that are traditionally served by the nonprofit or the public sector. And I think those folks are doing a fantastic job but that we have a different skill set and a different perspective and a different toolkit that we're trying to bring to this market. Um, let me talk a little bit about how we are trying to make that work. I talked about the, the kind of pain point around checking your balance on an EBT card. You know, there are 40 million Americans who have these EBT cards who need to check their balances so they can go grocery shopping. So it is a very clear and very crisply defined user need that everyone who's got this program has. Um, we build an app called Fresh EBT that helps them to replace having to call that 1-800 number with a free smartphone app. In addition to showing you what your EBT balance is, we see that as an opportunity to introduce you to ways to improve your overall financial health. So we help our users uh, save money on food by introducing them to grocery stores that have sales or grocery coupons on their favorite items. We help our users sign up for the programs that they already qualify for, but they didn't know that they did. You know, things like uh, cheaper home broadband or a free cell phone. We help our users uh, find and apply for jobs. So these range from part-time jobs to full-time jobs at employers throughout the country. Each of those examples that I laid out are ways that we generate revenue at Propel. So our app is free for the consumer and also free for the government. We make money when we're able to introduce our user to some other opportunity that they can improve their overall financial health. And part of the reason that we think this business model is so important, that really the most kind of long-term and sustainable form of social impact is one where we can align the business engine with the impact that we're trying to have. So the impact that we're trying to have here is that we really want to make a meaningful impact on the financial health of low-income Americans throughout the country. And we make money when we introduce people to, for example, a new job that they apply for. And um, I think that's important because while I think the charity models where companies are, you know, are donating 1% of their profits or they're doing other things sort of purely from a corporate social responsibility perspective are great that you know, if we can build a financial engine behind what we're doing at Propel, that that's actually a much longer term uh, form of change. That's amazing. So essentially, um, you are free to the end consumer. You're free to the government. You've created what you're calling this anti-poverty software, where the more that you can help your end consumers, those families that we talked about, the 40 million Americans, get access to one, just improved benefits, improved access to, to things that are going to make their life better, jobs. That's where you take a revenue cut. And to your point, it's always when actually the end consumer is is winning and is improving um, their financial situation. That's pretty incredible. You've raised some funding. Where is the company? How many people? Uh, where are you located? Give everybody a sense of your your kind of funding size for those who may not be familiar with Propel. Yeah, we are really fortunate to have fantastic investors um, who really believe in both the social impact opportunity we have at Propel and the financial opportunity. I think, you know, the investors that we have in the company are people people just like you, Alexa, who, who, who really understand the opportunity to build a business that doesn't trade off the social impact angle, which is, which is you know, honestly, that's the reason we started the company. Um, but we also see the opportunity to kind of do this at scale, that if um, the problems that we're trying to solve are as pervasive as we think they are, then that ought to be a large company or a large organization that's able to tackle those challenges. So to date, we've raised about $17 million. Uh, we closed a Series A round about three months ago in December of 2018. Uh, some of our largest investors include Andreessen Horowitz, 
uh, Nika Partners, Kleiner Perkins, and the Omidyar Network. Um, and so we're really stoked about kind of these folks who really understand the, the mission and the business opportunity. Our team currently is 14 people, and we're based in Brooklyn. I love it. Um, okay, so let's keep going. So as an early stage startup, you often go to market with an MVP and you adjust as you go. Give us a sense how you've been nimble with Propel as you're serving those 40 million Americans. What have you learned? Yeah, you know, I think one of the kind of core uh, core tenets of software development that's made uh, Silicon Valley software companies so successful is this idea of really staying as nimble as you can, of building something quickly, of shipping it to users, of testing, you know, from those folks, whether it actually makes sense and meets their needs or not, and then going back and doing a second version. And so at Propel, that's sort of been our core DNA from the start. And although that, that might sound intuitive to someone from Silicon Valley, in the government world, um, that's actually just not at all how things work. Um, and so I think that, you know, just just following that kind of core principle of let's let's ship new software every two weeks. Let's continue making adjustments. Let's fix bugs quickly. You know, as people give us feedback on things, let's go build those into the application. Um, you know, those are really kind of part of our core DNA. Let me give you one example of a time when user feedback changed our product really significantly. This is back a couple of years ago. We spent a lot of time just talking to people who were using the fresh EBT product. And a use case that we heard actually time and again was that people were using it in grocery stores. So they actually had the app open on their phone as they were walking through the grocery store. And that a lot of people were tabbing back and forth between the Fresh EBT app, which had their balance, and their calculator app, because they were trying to keep a running total of um, how much food they had put in their carts. And if they purchased all that food, what their balance would be on the cart. Because to my point previously, if you um, try to ring up too much in groceries, your whole transaction is declined, and that's super embarrassing. So we um, kind of heard that feedback and thought, why can't we build something to try to solve that pain point? Um, the specific feature we ended up building as a result of that feedback is kind of a grocery list that has a calculator that's automatically built in. So in this case, you still have to type in the items that you want to purchase and the price, but then we'll do the math for you to say, if you buy these number of dollars in items, here's what your remaining food stamp balance is going to be. That's amazing. Um, I actually read uh, that you've hired a Propel user as an engineer. Um, and obviously, you know, you're really eating your own dog food here in terms of making sure that real users are close to the company. Um, how do you continue to just kind of action on the feedback that you're gathering? Like, how are you making that part of the culture of the team? Well, I think one challenge that we face is that although a number of folks at the company have some kind of personal experience with food stamps or personal experience with poverty in some way, so I grew up in a loving and supportive household that also had trouble putting food on the table, um, that there are none of us that are currently on food stamps. And so we don't have the ability to truly dog food our own product in the same way that we could when I was at Facebook, for example. Um, and so what that means is that we need to be really self-conscious of that and that we need to have a consistent investment in continuing to talk to our user base, continuing to talk to people that qualify for food stamps but are not our current user base, and being able to feed their, their ideas into the product. Um, practically speaking, what that means is a lot of user research. It means that we bring people who use the Fresh EBT app into the office all the time for focus groups, for kind of one-on-one -on -one sessions. Um, we travel into the community throughout the country to try to get FaceTime with people who use the Fresh EBT app to learn about what works for them and what doesn't. If you had to give me a sense today, knowing that Propel has grown really rapidly over the last few months, of um, kind of what your, uh, your, your best families and customers are saying, what do they love about Propel? 
You know, uh, one piece of feedback I've heard that's, that is, is quite gratifying to me is when people tell us that Fresh EBT is the most important app that they have on their phone. Wow. That in many cases, it's the only app on their phone that really feels like it's built for them. Because frankly, it is the only app on their phone that's built for that population. Um, you know, the majority of companies that are building the popular consumer apps uh, are based in large cities and are building products either for the more affluent or for kind of the mass market. So, I mean, this is one of the core realizations that I had when I was at Facebook, that Facebook was trying to build this product that was for every human on earth, but we didn't know every human on earth. Like we really only knew the people that worked at the company um, and the people who work at Facebook tend to look a certain way, right? They tend to, to get paid a lot of money. They tend to have a college education. They tend to be, you know, a certain age and a certain race and so on. And that that fundamentally skewed what the product was. Um, and so part of the idea behind Propel was, can we build a kind of software company that is serving the 40 million Americans who are really facing tough financial challenges, who are these days using smartphones and using the internet, but don't have a lot of software that's built specifically to meet their needs. So I think that's one thing that's always um, really important to us is, is when we hear that. I think the other is when we do specific programs focused on helping families make ends meet and that those really make an impact on folks. So examples include um, if we work with some employer, uh, we might have users who come back to us and say, you know, this is so fantastic. I found a job through your platform. And I was someone who was really in a tough financial spot. And because I used Fresh EBT, I learned about this employment opportunity and now I've got a job and now I don't use food stamps anymore. I think those are fantastic stories for us. That's amazing. Um, so, Jimmy, um, one of the things I love about you is how you think about hiring. Can you just give us your quick playbook for hiring and building your team? What are your what's your personal playbook? What do you think about when you think about adding to the Propel family? Yeah, we really want people who um, are passionate about the social mission. You know, I think there are lots of talented software teams throughout the country, lots of great software companies throughout the country. Um, and so if you're a software engineer or someone who's technical or someone who wants to work at a startup, you've got a lot of options, frankly. Um, and so, like, what is it that sets us apart? It's really that we have this social mission and this, this approach to building a business that I do think is pretty unique and pretty unusual. Um, and so that's really the first thing that we look for in the hiring process are people who um, come to us as kind of missionaries, not mercenaries, people who really believe in the social mission and that that's what drives them and gets them up in the morning. Um, I love it. And I, of course, am smiling because I think one of the things that helped learn best, one, you know, we built financial planning software for America uh, and our mission was so strong. And uh, we always ask people in their final interview, tell us a time that you struggled financially. And everybody has either their own personal moment or times when their family has. Um, none of us are immune from just financial struggles and juggles. And and I think it really reminds people that, you know, what we're doing in, in building matters. And I think in your case, even more so. Um, so I love it. And I think that mission-driven culture is what's going to continue to make you guys thrive. And with that, we'll be right back after this. In 1885, inventor and entrepreneur Sarah E. Good was the first African-American woman to be granted a patent by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office for her invention of a folding cabinet bed. Today, that bed is better known as the Murphy bed. This creative breakthrough is brought to you by Airtable. Learn more and get a special offer for the Founders Project listeners at Airtable.com slash Founders Project. Um, so I want to shift now, Jimmy, to a little bit more about you. Um, I think you are a pretty special founder. 
so obviously everybody asked for your like elevator pitch on the company. I want the elevator pitch on Jimmy. In 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 a short kind of summary, who are you? What matters to you? Growing up, I wanted to be a lawyer. And I wanted to be a lawyer because I thought that's how you made a change in the world was by passing a new law that would affect people positively. In college, I learned about software. And I learned that there's another way to make a change in the world, and that's by building a thing that people use. Um, and I got really excited about that. So I, I really see Propel as sort of a combination of those two, is sort of taking um, this core focus that I've always had around trying to make the world a better place, and not from like a like a, a high like Silicon Valley style, make the world a better place thing, but like what are the actual incremental uh, true ways that we can make an impact on people um, and how do we use the, the the kind of magic wand of technology to make that happen? I love it. I think uh, the like one sentence shorthand is you are a mission driven human um, that I love. Uh, just for all of us uh, out here, what does symbolic systems at Stanford really mean? What is what is that degree? <laughs> uh, it means that I've signed up to explain what the symbolic systems program is for, for the whole rest of my <laughs> That's life. exactly right. So what is um, it? Well, Symbolic Systems is fantastic. It is the undergraduate and graduate program at Stanford that is a combination of computer science and cognitive science and uh, has a bunch of different kind of tracks and, and focuses, but it's really sort of the, the humanistic side of computer science where you gain the same tools as a computer science major, but you spend a lot of time applying those tools in different arenas in things like artificial intelligence or natural language processing or human-computer interaction. Um, as sort of cross-disciplinary fields. I think that's one of the great things about the program is that it forces you as an undergrad to be multidisciplinary, to, to, to take the things that you learn in computer science and apply them to psychology or to take the things you learn in linguistics and apply them to philosophy. Uh, it's so funny. I never realized that we had that in common. So I studied mind-brain behavior and psychology, um, which ah. essentially is um, as technology can evolve rapidly, uh, and it will, and it you know is is every day. Um, we as humans don't evolve that quickly. Um, so one thing I always tell people is the world can change a lot, but we don't. Um, and uh, uh, it's no surprise that you and I ended up in kind of similar professions then, if those are the things we're interested in. Um, so Jimmy, um, back to you. Um, if it's a Sunday night and you're sitting there and you're not stressed out about the week ahead, which everybody gets a Sunday scaries, um, but I believe when you're a founder building something you love, you definitely have the anxiety and the stress on Sundays. But if you're motivated, you're super pumped because something's going to happen during the week, what would it be? What would you be most excited about? You know, it, it's it's usually just this feeling of, um, you know, we've gotten started on this journey, but like we are, we are 0.1% into this journey in terms of what we can do to help people facing poverty in the United States. There's, there's just so much left for us to go do. But now we have a touch point with a lot of low-income Americans. We're in, we're in their pockets and they trust us and they open our app all the time. Um, and what do we do with that? Like how do we uh, how do we use that starting point to make a real difference in, in the lives of people, both from the incremental side, so stuff like um, you know, can we build a new budgeting tool to help someone spend their food stamps just a little bit better or to the transformative side? So things like, you know, can we sign people up for vastly new programs or how do we level you up financially or how do we, you know, change your interaction with the financial services sector? Um, I think those are the types of things that get me really excited and that always make me feel kind of impatient. I think kind of for better or for worse, I'm a pretty impatient person um, who always wants to kind of go do things and to make things happen. And so that's that's, I think. Uh, a, a source of nervous excitement on Sunday nights. 
I like that a lot. So as I said uh, at the top of this, you called Propel an anti-poverty software company, which I love so much. Um, I just want to get a sense. So Jimmy, I, you know, you've got a lot of work to do, and I know you're a humble person, but you fast forward three to five years. What does Propel look like? Um, what What is the vision for the whole platform? If you could just actually have everything go as planned five years ahead, what does it look like? Well, you know, we started Propel to be, to your point, an anti-poverty software company. But I don't think we're so naive as to believe that, you know, there's going to be a reality where poverty doesn't exist in the United States. The version of the world that we are trying to create um, is one where poverty is not sticky, where people who experience financial shocks and financial problems can get back on their feet much faster. Um, That's what we're really excited about. So the future in five years, if we're successful, looks like this you know, there are still going to be financial shocks. There are going to still be lost jobs and medical bills and broken cars and so on. Um, But that there is already kind of a set of safety net services out there, whether they're public sector or private sector, that are aimed to help people who have these financial challenges to get back on their feet. Our goal is to kind of stitch those together um, to make them a lot more effective, to use tech to make those um, actually more uh, respectful and responsive to people's needs. and then if we're successful in doing that, it means that people can be more financially, um, can have you know a way to get back on their feet faster financially in the United States. It means that people can take more financial risk. It means that you can go you know, start a company, you can go back to school because you know that if things don't work out, you know, if God forbid something bad happens financially, that there is a safety net there to catch you. And I think our safety net right now is in many ways broken, um, but that it's not sort of too hard for us to go save it still. I love that. You said poverty is not sticky, meaning you can you can hit a bad rough patch and that the Propel software platform can actually bring together all of the different ways to help you get out of that patch. That is incredible, Jimmy. I love that. I actually just got some goosebumps. That's a pretty big vision. Um, so, Jimmy, we know that the best founders pay it forward. Um, what advice would you have for a brand new founder, somebody out there with their idea on a napkin just getting started? What would you say to them? My uh, consistent advice to other founders and others who are interested in this space is that you have to just go out and get started. The the single biggest reason that companies die is that they don't get started in the first place or they get started in a way that isn't tangible enough, right? So if you're going to start a software company, get the software built. If it uh, means that you have to um, you know, to you know, it, it, it's going to be very complex, and it's going to take you a long time to build it. Like, figure out ways that you can shortcut that, um, and to try to get things in the hands of your end users as quickly as possible. I think that's the thing that has built the momentum that we have at Propel is really just this approach of um, how do we get the smallest possible functional thing in the hands of our users as quickly as possible to start to get a taste of what it's like to be successful. Um, quick fire round, Jimmy, just a few questions. Coolest pinch me moment so far with Propel. What was the coolest pinch me moment? Hearing from our users about the impact that we have on their lives and specifically on their families. So we actually had this program uh, a few months ago where we had our users send us pictures of of them and their families and the food that they were, they were able to make uh, because of the food stamp program. And just seeing the faces of our users and their happy kids and food on the table, that was really meaningful. That's amazing. We actually used to do that at Learn Best and put them all up on the wall. We had a, a huge mural of everybody who'd gotten a financial plan. Um, Jimmy, uh, what's your favorite interview question when you're interviewing potential future propellers? <laughs> uh, well, I'm not going to tell you the specific question because I want everyone who's listening to apply and come to work <laughs> with you. But I will tell you about something that we care a lot about, which is um, which is being sort of growth mindset. Um, 
this whole notion that, that people aren't fixed assets and that each of us can learn and grow and that the skills you have now don't have to be the skills and strengths and weaknesses you have tomorrow. Um, that's one thing that we always really focus on. Jimmy, you're already ready to be a parent because that is the same way you raise healthy children. <laughs> um, so you're you're up on the curve. Okay, um, last just uh, quick questions here. So uh, as we fast forward 10 years out, just talk to me a little bit about what do you hope for the future of our wallet? So 10 years out, knowing I'm a passionate certified financial planner, I love financial technology. In 10 years, what do you hope the world looks like? Well, uh Jennifer Tesher, who's the, the, the head of a nonprofit called CFSI, coined this term of the self-driving wallet. And I think that that's really, um, to me, is in many ways the kind of type of goal that a lot of us are driving towards. Is how do you automate and use technology to supplement the, this notion of like all the different financial choices that we have to make? Because I think in the economy right now, it is way, way too easy to make a lot of really bad choices. And it's not the fault of the consumer in many cases because they're they're put in these really tough situations. So what if you could use technology to automate a lot of those choices and to help people make the right ones that actually make the most sense for them? And I would say to just continue to remove the friction between those choices, which right now the friction is incredibly high. Um, Absolutely. Jimmy, one other company that's not Propel, a startup that we all should know about or a product that you love, give us a quick sense of a favorite product, startup, something that you're kind of really interested in that you've been seeing in your life. Well, um, Alice Financial is, I think, a really interesting company. Uh, they were actually peers of ours through the Blue Ridge Labs programs. We started our companies at the same time. Um, they help employers who employ hourly workers make sure that they can give those workers a pay raise by finding pre-tax benefits. I think it's a fantastic way to think about, you know, at the end of the day, uh, helping people make more from their jobs is a huge way to have an impact. And they're able to actually do that. I had dinner with the founder the other night. I couldn't agree more. It is a great company. Um, so, gosh, Jimmy, we absolutely loved having you on. Uh, everybody, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Propel, simply check out www.joinpropel.com. Uh, as you heard, Jimmy is hiring. So send in, Jimmy, what are the sort of uh, applications you're looking for? Give us one or two. Oh, gosh, we're, you know, we're really excited about growing the company to meet these big types of challenges that we're trying to face. We're actually looking for people across the spectrums. We're looking for, for folks in, in business and sales and account management. We're also looking for software engineers. Um, you know, really, we're looking for talented and motivated people. Um, well, Jimmy, you are so special. We're so happy to have you. Um, everybody, you can join us next week for the Founders Project with Alexa Von Tobel. And thank you so much, Jimmy, for your time today. We wish you the best of luck, and we can't wait to see what you build. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alexa. This is fantastic. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like today's show, please rate and review wherever you get your best podcasts.